Hello, I'm Howard and welcome to the 9320 Review Podcast, the show that is relieved that the title race is over, according to Twitter. Phew. Relax everyone, it's time to concentrate on the cups. Arse flapping in every sense of the word. Uh, we're looking back at the 3-1 win over Leicester and our two world-class 11s, and of course the state of the title race, with Arsenal once more dropping a two-goal lead. To discuss this, got some big hitters in as always, it's Asan and it's Lloyd. Good afternoon Asan, how are you? Afternoon, Howard. I've been to the dentist, so I'm about as well as you can be when you get told you need three root canals. Oh, my God. <laughs> three. three? Bloody hell. Yeah. <laughs> impressive, mate. It's very don't, impressive. Got a moment's silence for that. So. Well, I just think I think May's going to be a very painful month for me. I'm just <laughs> going to put it like that. We better win some trophies. Yeah, it would, it would help with the pain. So, oh, Sorry to hear that, and uh, good luck, because, yeah. I hope I never have to have a root canal, let's put it that way. So, uh, Lloyd, good afternoon, how are you? Afternoon, yeah, I'm very well. Heading to Munich tomorrow, so... Brilliant. I'm in good spirits. Going nice and early or late in the day? Yep, early, nine o'clock flight. Um, get there, you know, lunchtime and and commence activities. <laughs> By which you mean museum visits and just a walk around, yep. Absolutely, yeah. Got my eye on the uh, on the the main museum in Munich for sure. I'll definitely be there. Yeah, uh, first match as well for a while at the weekend. Yep, at first, the Etihad. Yeah, first match. At, yeah, first match at the Etihad in God ages. I think last one would have been. I think it was Wolves because that was just before my surgery. When I think it was three 0 wasn't it? At home, Harland scored a hat trick. I think. Um, sound like him, but yeah, go on. Does sound like <laughs> I think that was the last game. So yeah, probably about three months since I've made it to the Etihad. Yeah. Yeah. So you had a good day then? Yeah, crack it. I mean, you know, five thirty five thirty Saturdays, they don't get much better than that. Particularly when you're coming from London and the trains don't exist. It gives you a bigger buffer than uh, than it would usually. So Yeah. Right. Let's talk some football then. I'll be honest, I don't think this match review is going to last for two hours. <laughs> uh, but we'll start with the team and its strength. Asan, Walker in, Laporte and Mares, Stones back in the centre, generally. Walker up the wing, the wing kind of. Uh, any surprises, really? Uh, when we're talking, doing previews or whatever, Friday shows, I think that's kind of what I expected, to be honest. Yes. Yeah, I think there was enough time um, between Saturday and Wednesday for for a sufficient amount of recovery. Um, I was surprised to see Laporte in there, having been so far away from it for so long. But other than that, no. I mean, you know, I'm I'm at the point uh, in the evolution of this team where I kind of scroll down, see KDB, say see Harlem, mm. go right, let's go. Doesn't yeah. really matter who else is playing. Oh, yeah, uh, I thought Kevin De Bruyne might be rotated, but the fact he was in the team showed that... I mean, there were small rumours that he might have the odd niggle when he came off as well, that it wasn't just tactical against mm. Bayern Munich. So just to see him picked, you know, it's great to see that well, he's obviously fully fit, raring to go, wants to play and all that sort of thing. Yeah, it's good to I think see he had a little. I there. think he had a little moan after the game as well about being taken off. I think he was asked he the did, question yeah. of... You know yeah. whether he was injured, and and he was like, no, I, I didn't want to come. He didn't say I didn't want to come off, but you know, everybody player wants to play every minute, mm. and, and I'm no different in that sense. So, yeah, someone asked so yeah, no, all good. Someone asked him, I think, that in the press conference. So. 
Uh, Lloyd, what about you? Team. Same as same as Asan, to be honest. Um, as expected, but surprised by Laporte. I, I didn't see that coming. I think taking a step back, it, it makes sense because Ake's played, it feels like, pretty much every game mm. um, since Cancelo's left. And so I think great for, for him to, to get a bit of a rest. But Laporte's just been so out of the picture that you almost think he's not he's not going to play again in a Premier League game. But that's positive. And I think, you know, with, for example, with like Ake, uh, Ake, Akanji on a yellow card against Bayern, I think it's good that, you know, Laporte's still getting a bit of minutes and still staying fresh because there's, there's a chance, you know, an injury or suspension like that, we will need him. Mm. Um, but other than that, not really. I, I thought this would be a game Walker might play, again, from a rotation perspective. But, you know, I think those two playing is a positive thing, really. It still gives us them as options. It doesn't mean they're completely done. Um, and there's still so many big games left. And, you know, like I said, potential for injuries and suspensions, it's important. So... Other than that, pretty much as expected, the team. Yeah. Hey, Sam, I mean, they're all must-win games. Even I admit that now. Well, kind hey. of. Almost. Almost. I've broken you. Me. Yeah, I've broken <laughs> me at last. Uh, and yeah, I came into this, maybe it had been sitting in a pub for hours, might have been a factor, <laughs> but I came in feeling quite relaxed. Uh, did you have any concerns that the, not the players themselves coming in, but the fact that, you know, that shape that we've been using recently, we're walking, I guess you can't do it. It's more traditional back four and anything like that against Leicester might be our undoing or did you come in with it into this game thinking look come on we're much better than them they're struggling and if we do our job it doesn't really matter about shape that much I wasn't worried I really wasn't worried I uh I think that the the team the organization they have the bit between their teeth right now I think we've seen consistent performances for stretching quite far back now and not just in terms of results in terms of actual rounded performances as well um, we've had so many on the bounce and so many big ones in big games that it it makes me feel as though between now and the end of the season we're in a good spot certainly in terms of rhythm and you know the just everything everything is in 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 such a um, sweet spot right now that I wasn't massively worried going into Bayern, um, and I really wasn't worried on Saturday. Yeah, and with good reason. So I think we could split this into the first 25 minutes, uh, have a slumber for the next 25 minutes, (laughs) perhaps maybe the next 40 minutes, and then perhaps discuss the last 25 minutes as well. So uh, match of the day. I'm, I'm glad I... This morning, I thought, I'll check the extended highlights on the actual City site. And I, f- I forget how many chances. There were a good couple of chances that didn't even make onto the match of the day, which is weird, really weird, that they just don't decide to show them. Uh, even before the goal, of course, Mares had a half chance that was deflected behind by Jusby Hall, I think, for a corner that would eventually lead to the goal. And there was scrambles, there were chances, there were blocks... That first 25 minutes, Lloyd, it, it's hard to say just how terrible Leicester were and how easy City found it. It's hard to say how good City were, but all you can say is, in a must-win game where there have been some rotations, you couldn't have asked for more than that first 25 minutes, could you? 
Definitely not. Definitely not. And look, it's always hard to work out where on the kind of barometer it's we were good versus they were shit lands. But and it was it obviously was a bit of both. But I thought we were brilliant first half generally, but particularly first twenty five. And yes, you know, Leicester looked really, really, really poor. And to be honest, actually, that's definitely... I've not made all the games this season, but that's definitely the most kind of beaten and devoid of ideas I've seen a team look at the Etihad. And I include like Bournemouth at home, who we beat 5-0 in that. Mm. Every time they got the ball with their back three, they didn't know where to play it out. There's no kind of patterns. Um, It just generally went to one of Soyuncu... Um, Suter or I can't remember who the other centre back was, and it just ended up getting lumped and coming back to City. But that was partly because our structure was so good without the ball. They just they looked so 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 far off, and they looked relegated to be honest. Um, but loads of good stuff from us, and like you say, you know when you make three changes, sometimes we've seen it a lot in the past. You know the level can just drop, can't it? But mm. you definitely didn't see that, um, and it, it you know it could have been a lot more than three. Well, the rhythm drops. That's always my concern. Yeah. Yeah, the rhythm. Because it feels in recent weeks everyone knows their role so perfectly at all times. It's so well oiled that you know, yeah, you kind of loathe to change any any of it at the moment. Uh, must win games, eh, Sander? An early goal always helps. And John Stones, I think it's his, it's certainly his first Premier League goal of the season. Um, mm. My mate always backs him for first goal scorer, so at last it's come in. Because uh, he did used to get the odd one here and there. What do you say? Moment of absolute brilliance, and that really eased the nerves completely in this one. It's a class finish, mate. If Haaland does that, we're you know we're we're waxing lyrical for twenty minutes about the quality of the finish. Uh, no, I mean, look, I, I think that Stones, uh, Stones, and Diaz since they've both come back into the team, I think they've been the catalyst for a lot of what's been good about City. Um, and so it's just, it's it's great for him to get a goal. It's great for him to look fit, look happy, be playing regularly. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I think it's, it's one of those, it was one of those, it was one of those Etihad games where it really, for me, came down to first goal and how quickly we get it and it was for me I went into the game going if City score in the first 10 or 15 it'll be over by half time because mm. they want to keep it nil nil don't they until the second half at least it's, it, it, new manager I mean it's almost the only plan that they can have coming to coming to us I don't think that I just don't think they will have come thinking we're going to get anything out of this I think the hope will have been let's not take a hiding mm. Fair enough. Uh, just looking up how long it was to wait for another goal. Oh, eight, eight minutes. Lloyd. Now, I'm going to get rid of the most obvious and easy tapping of a question I've put in the agenda, obvious penalty, and ask you instead. Why? I mean, it, it was obviously a penalty. <laughs> not even how asked. was it not given? Not even asked. Oh, well, again, that, you know, I immediately started thinking back to the podcast, that a really enjoyable podcast with... Uh, Chris last week, if mm. listeners haven't listened to it, and how VAR is changing the way they're refereeing. Because I guarantee without VAR, he, well, he either did see it and he's incompetent, or he knew that VAR was there as a backup and thought, I'll let them deal with it. 
And either way, it's just that's not I good enough. Like it's not how games it should be refereed. Hmm? I, I feel like in that one, it was he didn't see it and he's incompetent. Right. I don't think that I don't think they're refereeing in boxes though. I think that's the point. Mm. I think that part of what's happening right now is that referees just aren't really refereeing games inside the box. They're leaning on VAR to make decisions. But what I find quite unfathomable is why have you sent him to the screen? There's nothing to interpret. Oh, they have to send him to the screen, yeah. What? The referee has to make the decision, so they send him to the screen to... Oh, really? Yeah, he didn't give it, then they have to tell him, "Eh, I think you've got this wrong, go and have another look, so... Okay. Well, so, in that case, so the decision I don't know why is made spent, on the pitch, yeah. Well, well, then I don't know why he spent three minutes staring at what oh, was yeah. a blatant handball. <laughs> he did. What's that you know they go? I mean? He's looking at this for a bit too long for my liking. Is he fa- trying to? F- I mean, how difficult is this one? He should have taken one look. Don't mind someone having two looks at something. You know, fair enough. Just have a second look, just to be sure. You know, these decisions are important, but he was there too. But. Again, it's why VR doesn't work because it won't overturn everything. So you can't just you have to referee on the pitch as if it's not there, in my opinion. Not just turn away and say, "Well, if I've got it wrong, if I've missed something, they'll tell me about it." But anyway, what I was going to ask you, Lloyd, is why, with all that in mind, does a manager like Dean Smith actually stand in front of a camera and try and persuade anyone that it was a harsh decision? Who's he playing to there? I didn't see that. Oh yeah, he was <laughs> he was moaning about it after the match. And it, I know managers just talk nonsense after matches, but I just don't get it. What what's he trying to achieve? That they were hard done by, basically. But he's not fooling over anyone, is it? We've all seen it, so Your guess is as good as mine. That was one of the clearest handballs you are likely to see in the Premier League this season. Well, apart from having I mean, Maguire's the day after, but yeah. Yeah, but also, I mean, Rashford's offside in the derby was the clearest offside you're going to have in a game of football, and yet it wasn't given. I think, you know, I just, I just, I just find managers sometimes weird. Just yeah, I don't know. It's all all an act to say that they were hard done by, but I don't understand. Trying to create a siege mentality, I don't know, but it just doesn't make sense. Even the players, it's not creating anything is it it's just embarrassing anyway Lloyd bit of a scuffer <laughs> I think he did did scuff it a bit didn't he but perfect placement yeah so you know if you if you put it in the corner and you know by the corner I literally mean like off the post then even if you scuff it there's probably a decent chance it's going to go in anyway mm-hmm. I thought he'd missed to be honest no. well he didn't he didn't, no. So he keeps up the 100% record. Yeah. Good lad. Good lad. I think we've got more to talk about the third goal, though, eh, Sam? Uh, I think before we talk about the beauty of it, it also displayed just how pitiful Leicester were at times. Kevin De Bruyne probably shouldn't be winning that tackle, should he? Thanks for listening to the first 15 minutes of the show. To listen to the full podcast and all our contents, including reviews, previews, analysis, quizzes and much more, go to 9320.com to sign up now or simply click the link in the description. So what are you waiting for? Go to 9320.com now for the best, most passionate, impartial coverage of Manchester City and beyond.